And that's how you test yourself for a concussion. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. That story's just going to have to stay on the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, how's it going, Dan? You know, not bad. I had a couple of shows. Did a, a karaoke show at a new venue for that um, on on Thursday. I'll unpack that a little bit in a minute. And then a f- really fun afternoon solo acoustic at Big Pound this afternoon. So I'm, you know, post-show tired at the moment. But um, yeah, it was really fun. Trying out some new stuff. And it's good. Well, this week I have been solo dadding. And uh, that's been my my main priority. I did get to go see the Ninja Turtles movie, which is really good. Cool, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if if you have kids, and you know what, you don't you don't have to kids. It's 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 good. If you liked Ninja Turtles as a kid, you'll really like it. The thing that I, honestly, the thing I appreciated the most is they had like literal teenagers voicing the characters. Nice. And so it actually felt super believable. You know, it wasn't like, hey, that's Corey Feldman, right. like it was in the the original movie. Right. right. But yeah, um, I haven't even. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of prep work. We got, hopefully, if everybody is available this week, we have Guitar Boys on Wednesday. So we're going to come over to uh, to the house and hang out for a bit and work through some stuff. I did, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I did end up finding a place to drop the QSC off to get one of the tops serviced. And I walked in and the guy was like, he's like, won't power on? I was like, no, power on, but it won't pass signal. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure because that's what happened. And he grabbed it and like plugged it and he was like literally gobsmacked. He's like, I cannot tell you how rare this is. Hmm. Like, this is not a thing. I've so put it up on I, I don't know. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I should have go- I should have gone Unique. and you know bought a lottery ticket, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I think I need to check up with them yeah. uh later this week to see how things are going. But um other than that, I've got a bunch of people asking about live band karaoke. I feel like I've got four inquiries and I feel like three of them are from the same person, even though I've literally replied back to them already. I don't know what that's all about. Mm. Hey, here's the thing that's happening at my house. Have you seen the Barbie movie? I have not. My it's, it's a very sore subject in my house, but I'll just go ahead and say no. Okay. Well, there is in it a cover of the song push by push 20. I do know about that. All right. That song has been in the word high doesn't quite cover it when I say high rotation. It's, it's on, on some level, it's been the only thing that my child has listened to for the last couple of weeks. And um, it's brilliant because it so pushes into the quirks of Rob Thomas' delivery. Um, yeah. And also, when you see the movie eventually, which you have, you just, you're a human, so you're going to. Uh, yeah. It also plays with this moment of character development for Ken. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's... It's really good, but it's, it's in this, this, the version of it from the movie is stuck in my head and the, you know, we're in the moment where that seems like it'll probably be permanent that my head will just always be singing that song forever now. Yep. And that's my life. Anyway, there's a, there's a, there's a lot going on in that cover that's way beyond even just a good cover of it. It's, um, it's, it's really pretty good. What's well, it's Ryan Gosling, like digging really into the affectation. Right. And the thing that I keep seeing is because again, on on the social medias, there's the whole concept of like women having to deal with men playing guitar for them and them having to pretend like they're into it or not. Right. No, and there's a whole the scene about that. There's a whole scene about yeah. that. And yeah, Barbie, can I play guitar at you for three hours while looking deeply into your eyes? Sure, Ken. Like this, like this moment that yeah. I've I've been that Ken. Actually, that's not it's not great. 
the other part of it is the idea that children didn't know that that was a cover. Right. They thought that it was it was very much the same as like the I'm just Ken song. Right. Right. That they that they wrote the song for, for the, the movie. For the show, yeah. Yeah. And as offended as I was, I then had to do the math and realize that push came out almost right. 30 years right. ago. Right. Right. And, and and the way that they used that particular song, which is about an abusive relationship, to depict like Ken is uh, I, 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 you just got to see the movie. You just got to see the movie. And I know. Amber went and saw it without me. She did a thing with work. And so I haven't had a chance to see it. And like I said, it's a sore subject. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we won't dwell on that. Yeah. You right know, it's one of the, the, just last thing to say about it is that there's been some resistance to that movie politically in some corners. And I just really wish that people would get that, you know, the message of this movie is that the patriarchy sucks for everybody, including Ken. Ken's a victim of it just as much as anybody else. And, you know, it's uh, it's good. It's really good. People should see it. I've read some stuff around that as well that has nothing to do with the Barbie movie. So yeah, no, no, it's know. it's <laughs> they didn't invent any of those know. concepts. No, but it's depicted in a way that's pretty darn great. Um, I yeah, wish that they'd way given deeper. some of the story a little more breathing room. Some of the character arcs seem a little rushed. It, if it had maybe twenty more minutes to breathe, it would have been a better film. But uh, but I liked it. Fair enough. Anyway. We just wa- my son watched The Dark Knight. Yes, he just turned thirteen. And so like the PG-13 threshold, it's like all we've done is just, it's all movies. Yeah. So welcome to the uh, Movie Band Confidential <laughs> podcast. We're just going to like, again. But only if it has a cover song week, in it. Last week, it was sci-fi aliens having podcasts. Right. This is the, this week, movies is just, the show within the show. We're, we're ruthlessly topical. That's really what there is to it. Yes, which is what everybody clearly wants to hear. Yeah. Speaking of things that people want to hear, let's, uh, let's shift gears. Let's go to reviews. Yeah. It's review time. This one came in this week, and it is one from user Moribimur. Don't know if, how to pronounce that, but uh, it's a five-star review, and it says, Essential Listening for Bands. The title says it all. If you're in a band, you need to check out this podcast. This is a must-listen not only for bands, but also solo performers, too. Tips on booking gigs, getting better paying gigs, and generally helping solve the everyday problems of being in a band. Adam and Dan share a wealth of seasoned information on gear, and not only best practices for being in a band, but also running a successful band. There is a casual, entertaining, laid-back delivery between the two hosts that works perfectly. My favorite episodes are the coaching sessions. The hosts work with a band and help them improve their product by reviewing websites, social media, and give suggestions for improvement. After listening to the pod, I subscribe to their Patreon account, which is a great interactive community of bands from around the world at different points in their journey to build a better band. There is something there for the guys who are starting out and forming a band to others who are playing to large thousand plus festival type gigs. Thank you, Adam and Dan. And this is from Paul Longden, who, uh, which is the freshly started Red Star Band. Yeah. Uh, but Paul's been one of our patrons for a while and uh, he's up in Canada, but he is an Englishman up in that area and has been a just a wonderful resource to our community and i really appreciate him going to the trouble of putting a review up on itunes yeah it's a good one so if if you want to hear your name or your band mentioned on the podcast leave a review yeah i enjoy how as an englishman he spelled favorite favorite Favorite. with a u it's great so classy uh no other housekeeping to speak of i did not do the rig rundown like i said i might (laughs) was this week four three listen Last week, I was not really no, feeling no. feeling very well. Yeah. Um, the amount of snot in my head, while I was able to censor myself from coughing 
too much. Uh, it was still pretty obvious in the sound coming out of my mouth. So uh, this is the first week in a couple of weeks. I actually feel like a human being. So uh, maybe this maybe this will be the week. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll just have to see. Okay. So I think we're I think we're good. Okay. So th- this week's topic is one that actually came up on the Patreon Slack. And I did want to shout out one of our listeners for sending an email today about uh, a question. And it looks like we will be covering that next week. Yep. So it, Brian Gray, sit tight. Because we, uh, we had a, a bit of a conversation before the episode for this week. And I think we've got some uh, good stuff to bring you for the next episode. So hang tight. But this one came in over the week. And uh, Dan just wanted to kind of unpack some stuff. So yeah. why, don't you, uh, why don't you get in there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I want to do it by way of my Thursday night karaoke gig, which is a, a new place. I've, I haven't ever been solo acoustic there. The band played their one year anniversary party back in October. And um, they brought in a stage. They brought in a stage kind of out in their parking lot. And it was super fun. It was really, really good. With The band played really well. And they liked us and everything. And, and then it was one of the stops on booking tour that we did uh, a couple of weeks yep. ago. And she put me on for the karaoke. We did it Thursday. And the, uh, the plan was, you know, show how it works, see how it goes. And then consider, you know, they would, they would look at whether they want to bring it on weekly. I did the show. Place was moderately full. I had two tables that I, that I, that were there for me, um, mm-hmm. probably a total of eight or 10 people, um, in a place that holds, it's not big, probably 30, maybe 35, 40, something sure. like that. And the space to play in was not, if I'd been solo acoustic, it would have been spacious, but with a second setup and a second mic stand, it was, it was, it was tight. And there's, it's a very efficient use of space. So the, like one of the struggles was how, how do I put up my sign with the QR code on it that people need to scan to get into the karaoke app? Well, right. I parked that kind of behind us. So people had to come sneak up and kind of get, but there was really nowhere else to do it. I'm, I'm going to have to build yeah. um, table cards. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Anyway, I got to the end of the night. It was fun. And the owner sang with me, did a couple of songs. That's the fine. manager did a couple with me. It was we, it, a good time was had. And I said, look, do you guys get a chance to talk about bringing it on regular? She said, "Yeah, we're a little we're a little of two minds. You know, I'm I'm kind of I'm arguing with the owner about it. He thinks that he wishes that it had brought more people in. And I'm like, you know, it's a Thursday night and the you know, there's rain all night, pretty heavy rain and you know, maybe it wasn't a fair shake and we should try another night of it. That's all aside. That 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 all happened, right? Then on the Slack there was a, a mention and it wasn't the main point of the conversation. But yeah, somebody said something like we want to deliver to the venue the value they paid for, i.e. three hours of music. Yeah. And I pushed back on this. And I, I, I challenged that. I'd argue the value the venue paid for is not three hours of music. And in fact, in, in the context of the conversation was like, if it's the end of the night and stuff's closing down, do you need to play out to the end of the time? If there's nobody there right. to play to, like, do you, do you owe them that? So I said, first of all, the venue didn't pay you for three hours of music. That's not why they paid you. And if everybody's gone, your opportunity to deliver the real value you're hired for is also gone. That that question came up, that 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 that, that, that was sort of the logistics of performance were being viewed as the value we provide, just kind of raised raised a kind of expl- exclamation point over my head. And I just wanted to bring it up on the pod here and say, like, you're not being paid for your performance. That's, okay. that's not what you were hired to do. Interesting. I had some people widen my narrow driveway here in my house. And they did a lot of things. They dug a ton of dirt. I mean, just a whole, probably literally a ton, maybe more probably of dirt came out of this 
hill at the side of my old driveway, the way my driveway used to be. And then they poured concrete and then they, they built pavers and built a retaining wall. I didn't pay those guys to lay a brick. The point of all that was not to get a wall built or dirt shoveled. Yeah. And if you think that you were being booked to deliver music for three hours, you're making that same kind of error of category, right? Okay. I hired those guys to make it easy to get my car in and out of the driveway. I hired those guys so I didn't have to worry every time I was pulling a car out that I was going to scrape it against the brick retaining wall on the other side or the ivy-covered hill on the, the, the this side. Like I could just pull in and out of my driveway without thinking. That was the value they provided me, right? They did some things to do that that were necessary to get there, but the value they provided me was peace of mind, comfort, ease, right? That was that was the value that I hired them for, and, and they delivered. I can now just whip in and out of my driveway like nothing. It's great. Similarly, right? If you think that you have been hired by a venue, by a bar to play in the corner for three hours, and that's, that's what they want out of you, you're missing an opportunity to deliver and even like really over deliver what they really want from you. And what would you say that is? What, it, what do they want from you? Yeah. So what they really want from you is engagement with people who are going to buy drinks from them. They want you there to keep customers around. So this is the, the customer retention slash alcohol consumption business yeah, that we've, you, you are, we've brought you up are a couple of a beer times. salesman. Well, you're playing music at a bar. You're a beer salesman. That's your job. And well, I feel like you're a, dis- you're a distraction. You are a, what is that thing? We're like, you're a diversion. A diversion. They're supposed to like, oh, we got to get out of here. But there's this thing going on and it's preventing us from leaving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you're, you're killing time. I like that. I'm your diversion for the evening. That's right. There's, I know, I know there's laundry to do, but you're going to hang out here and have a few, a few more drinks. And you just blame me. Yeah. Like it's, I'll, I'll be, the, I'll be the fall guy. Absolutely. For this. Absolutely. There was a guy at my show uh, this afternoon who walked in with his dog. It's a dog friendly place and had a drink and sat and watched me. Sat a couple of tables back from the front and like I saw him sing along. So he came up and asked, Hey, do you know, um, blister in the sun? I was like, yeah, I know blister in the sun. Like, come on. And so I did blister in the sun and I do, I do, I play it up some, I like do the getting quiet. Like I really, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then bang into the, you know, it's a maximum blister in the sun. He loved it. It was great. You know? And then, and then at some point I watched him checking out, like doing his handling his tab and he walked out with his dog and a few minutes later came back in without his dog. And then I saw him with another drink. So it was like dog had to go home. I don't know what that was about, but like the guy came back to stick around and he right there, I, I sold a couple, at least a couple extra drinks because he was enjoying what he was doing. Yeah. Um, and you do that by bringing your following to their venue. Mm-hmm. That's one way to do that. You do that by engaging with the people who aren't there for you, but you are engaging. And so they stick around in this particular case, this conversation, you know, do I finish out the three hours when there's nobody here? Maybe, I don't know. I don't, that's a separate question. The thing to know is once the night's over at a bar, it's over and you yeah. continue to play music. Doesn't give them any opportunity for new sales. Yeah, I feel like there's there's something like a window there because I've definitely been in a situation where like there's 30 minutes to go and it is kind of like, do I or don't I? Mm-hmm. And then like 20 people just roll into the bar and then it's like For this sure. crazy wild throwdown. Totally. And I think it's also about the the courtesy component of it because I think that's how it was kind of positioned where it was, do I do this or do I make the people who work there? Like it's more of that. I think that's the way it was kind of like, was it rude to make them wait? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, to zoom out from this particular thing that I, I yeah. very much, I took one line a little bit out of context of that whole conversation. That sure, whole conversation sure. was like, yeah, am I being a prima donna if I finish out my three hours when there's nobody to play to and make yeah. the make the bar like wait to shut down or whatever? It's an interesting question. It's Which, not, not really the one I'm answering here. Well, especially interesting because again, like taking it where it wasn't, like this was a situation where like they wanted to end early yeah. and the person was actually kind of almost being pushed out. Right, um, right. So yes, the the it's 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 amazing the uh, the journeys that we go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, just it it took me back to some of the early conversations we had on the podcast about what we're really there for, what we're really what, what we've really been hired to do. You're not you're not hired because you're you have such amazing guitar chops. That's not what it is, and it's not because you know all these songs. That's not what it is. They'll they'll hire anybody. They you know hire a dancing monkey if it had the effect of people sticking staying power. Yeah, yeah. That that would be the thing. So, um, I just wanted to raise that cause it's, it was, it was a thing that I remember us being really explicit about in the early days of the podcast that maybe we haven't said out loud in a little while. Yeah. I, I'd done like a video a while back where it's kind of like, you are there to be entertaining uh-huh. and, and you are there for the enjoyment of their guests yeah. and, or the people that you bring. And at some point that, that crowd is going to taper off. And like you'd said. You know, when that moment happens, then technically your duties have been fulfilled uh, because or, or not, but your opportunity yeah. to fill them is, is limited over fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of ways that people get wrapped around the axle about how good I need to be to gig or how, I don't know. I need to do X, Y, and Z before I'm ready. Right. Right. And I don't know, there may be some bar to clear there, but well, I mean, uh, there there definitely is. Yeah, all right, sure. I, I think it's lower than a lot of people think. Yeah. And I think uh, the general perception of what does and doesn't work for those kinds of gigs is kind of, you can make it about you in a lot of ways and not kind of find a way to focus your energy to be productive in those kinds of gigs. I know that's something that I kind of struggle with because I'm, I'm not always great at reading a room. And, you know, trying to figure out what the next right song is or, you know, whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. And I had, again, I had somebody in the Slack remind me of a thing that I said <laughs> that's good advice that yeah. I don't normally take, uh, which is the idea of being the thermostat, not the thermometer right. in a room. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, you have to just kind of come at it with the right kind of mindset and be in the right headspace to deliver that thing and not really worry about the the way it makes you feel sometimes yeah. i don't know you know one of the best acoustic gigs i ever ever played it was a, it was it was with the duo it was with me and taylor and i was going really great the room was full and people were like it it turned into like very much a listening room kind of space it was at, at pig powder actually back before covid but it was really full and like but like attentive it, people were really paying attention to us and um there was a moment where I don't even know what song we're playing, but like some somehow my guitar just fell apart. Like I I, I just flubbed brutally, and I had a moment like the groove stopped, the song stopped in the middle of the song, and I just on mic I said, "What what the hell has happened to me here?" And like the room cracked up, and it it was it was this moment of connection that was so authentic and great, and it was in the space of a complete f up on my part. And then I you know I found where it was in the song, and it, it the duration of it was like less than ten seconds. But you know, I think a lot of people feel like they've been hired for for if you feel like you've been hired for your chops, then that puts 
an expectation on you of perfection that is actually detrimental to the kind of engagement you were really hired to generate. I don't know if detrimental, but maybe counterproductive. What? Uh, okay. I don't know. Detrimental seems like it's like if you try to play well, then you're ruined. Oh. But it, it may it may be a distraction to the thing that's more <laughs> No, important. of course you try to play well. No, that, yeah, you, that, yeah, it's kind of a given. But the fact that sometimes you blow it, spend enough time on a stage, you're going to blow it, period. But the ability to be charismatic in that moment and have that be something that is like charming and that people like relate to, I don't know, it just emerged from me in that moment. But, but I, as I look, like the stammering, stumbling mess that was the first time I got on stage, couldn't have done that. You know, that took the kind of stage chops I've built over time. Anyway, the point is like, you want to be clear about what you've gotten. And, and, and the thing is being clear about what the real job is, what you really yeah. were booked to do, what the value is you're really providing, that informs a lot of decisions you're going to make in terms of the show you built, right? It, it It's going to have you looking from whether the audience cares or not. It's going to have you discarding a lot of things that matter to you, but probably the audience doesn't care about. And it's going to have your attention on things that the audience does care about. And that's what's really important. Yeah. And that's I think that's the thing that I I, I probably have a hard time with is is knowing when to be the focal point and when to blend mm. and trying to figure out where I think that's that's it. Honestly, for me, it's finding the time when you are done being considerate for like whatever the room is doing. And it's like, okay, it's time to like We're going. turn the gas up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, I feel like that's, that's the thing that I struggle with is like, when do you stop being musical wallpaper and you like turn the show up? Right. To me, that's the, uh, that's the secret sauce. Right. Right. It was handed to me this afternoon by the guy who requested blister in the sun like that. That was a turning point moment in the energy of the show. Oh yeah. And it was great. Like I leaned into heavier stuff and faster stuff after that. And yeah, it was really, it was really good. We ought to do, we ought to revisit reading the room. That'd be a, a good conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, again, I feel like these are the moments where you get kind of self-introspective. You're like, maybe there's like a thing like missing. Like there's some sort of like deficiency in my personality or what have you. Because that is the thing that I'm like, what do people like? Mm. Like I just, <laughs> sometimes I just don't have it. How do I entertain humans? Yes. Yeah. What What is it that you need? I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, so today, when I started, the room was full of boomers, pretty much. So I came out heavy on classic rock. Pink Floyd is always like a good one. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I do wish you were here almost every show. Acoustic show. And Can't Find My Way Home, also, also popular. But then a younger group came in, and I started leaning toward them. And the moment I got over with them, it was, um, it was Ho Hey. Okay. Was what got their attention finally. So that's kind of that's my move. Like I'm seeing the demographics in the room. I'm seeing how, how engaged individuals are and groups are. They're singing to each other along with me. That's a really good hint in an acoustic show anyway. And then I'm like leaning toward their demographic interest. And, and that's, that's kind of my approach. You know, it's really funny. What's that? Uh, Ho is 11 years old. I know. I know. It's so depressing. Yeah. Cause you were like, it's like some young people came in well, and I played the song from. <laughs> I said young. They were, they were, they were late twenties. So yeah. yeah, but I did, I had to like, look it up. I was like, <laughs> when did that song come out? Oh, geez. Mm. Just another fun reminder yep. of time's relentless march forward. Indeed. But yeah, you, I mean, ultimately you've got to figure out 
whatever it is that you need to do in order to deliver the value. Because I think if you think that the value is the time, like you said, it's not, that's not right. It's, yeah. it's the entertainment that you're providing for the patrons. That's what you're there for. And be really clear. The venue is measuring that value in dollars. Yep. They're looking at bar sales. They're looking at, it can be a little tricky because sometimes they want to be able to turn tables over. But on the flip side of that, you know, if they're staying and they're buying, then, you know, you're, you're in the right place. Yeah. Well, they know how much you cost. They know how, how much they made in a night. Those two numbers are really easy to compare. Yep. And they do. And if they do. Well, and it is, and it is the thing that will get you back. And yep. so, you know, if you can find ways to, and, and again, this, this is another one of those things as an entertainer that you've got to be able to kind of fold into your show, which is encouraging people to patronize the venue mm-hmm. and to take advantage of the services they provide. So it is like, hey, give it up for Heather behind the bar. She's doing a great job. Go, you know, show your support yeah. or whatever. Or like, hey, I'm, I'm about to go take a quick break. Go refresh your drinks. We'll be back in a little bit. Like, yep. Make sure that you are driving those sales as best you can. I said on, on Thursday at the place that was maybe going to turn into a weekly, I said, hey, you know, there's some talk that maybe we do this weekly here. What do you guys think about that? And the room kind of, ah, there you great. go. Yeah, you should let the bar know that while tipping generously. Yeah, it's basically just a nonstop, like marketing, yeah. just trudge. But not for yourself, marketing for the bar. You're, 100%. You're, you're a bar employee while you're playing there. Well, it's it's the everybody has to win in order for this to be a yeah. productive partnership. Right. Right. And so if they're doing well, then that is a part of the thing that they are looking at. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times musicians, their goal is to like entertain the staff. And I think there's a little bit to that that yes. you can it's a feather in your cap or it's it's a thing to to look at. But ultimately you are there to entertain the people that go there. Yeah. And that are paying money because they're the ones that, you know, determine whether you get to come back or not. Right. So in conclusion, know what you provide. Yeah. And design, and, uh, design your delivery of that. Yep. The end. Period. All right, folks. So in conclusion, you know, play stuff and uh, get ass back. Yeah. Do good. Do good and don't do not good. Exactly. I don't know how else to put I mean, it. You wrapped uh, it all up. It's going on a shirt. Don't do not good. Don't do not good. Love it. If you want to go ahead and pre-order your don't do not good shirts, email us, coverbankconfidential at gmail.com. Just all I need is an email from you and just your size, just a letter. We're just going to get thousands of emails that just say like MSL, just like over and over and over again. Mm. And then, you know, we'll figure out the rest. We'll make a spreadsheet or something. Well, speaking of spreadsheets and things that y- you guys need to be uh, keeping tabs on is the band coaching inquiry form that we we released last week. We've uh, already gotten some people who are willing to take us up on the offer. So if you would like us to coach your band on how to not do ungood, then you can fill out that form and we can, uh, we can set up a coaching sesh for free. Free. That's the best part is yeah. that it, it don't cost nothing. That's right. So uh, check worth, out the link. It's worth every single cent. Absolutely. You get what you pay for. Darn right. And uh, so check the uh, check the show notes and uh, do that. And if you want to support the show in any other way, you can do whatever Mike's about to tell you. I don't know what he's about to say. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, we just we let him out of the chest every week and <laughs> we start playing the jazz part and he does the rest. Yep. So we'll just let him do it. All right. With that being said, I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of September 1st. Boy. That's right. We're switching over. Yeah. 
2023. Hey everybody, it's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out. And it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 